I'm Hawa. Together we are bonded for life. Today is a very hot button issue. It's a hot topic here in our household. And we've had an in-depth conversation about it, and we thought that we'd invite you guys in. So come on in and discuss it with us. Jesse and I agree to disagree. Now, the topic is, should you or is it appropriate for you to meet up with an ex while you are in a relationship? I believe that you can actually catch up with an ex without any harm done. I, on the other end, think that it shouldn't be done. Here's the thing. How does it benefit you in your relationship? How does it help you in the future? What do you have to gain by this conversation with your ex? I'm on the end that believes that an ex is an ex for a reason. And if you weren't friends with that person all along, why bring that person back into your life? That's right. I do agree with him about that. Um, I do believe that some people are in your past and they just, just stay in your past. But what if you have an ex that you care about more than just the romantic part. You know, you really care about their, how they are because they are genuinely just good people. Now, of course, I believe in respect of your new and current partner and your new relationship. I do believe that you have to talk to your partner and ask them if it's okay. If I talk to my partner and he says, I don't know how I feel about that, um, I'm, a, I'm uncomfortable with that situation, then definitely respect your relationship and don't go. For me, I believe some people's relationships can work that way. And if you're comfortable with that mutually, I would see that there was nothing wrong with that. Right. If you are going to meet up with them and you are in a new relationship, if you just broke up with them about a year ago, six months ago, two weeks ago, maybe this is not the time for you to meet up with them because old emotions will come through. But if it's five years, six years, ten years, and you meet up with them, maybe it will be a different situation. But again... Uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. It's part two. You know, I rarely do back-to-back topics but we got so much feedback on this topic from yesterday people saying we got to do a part two we got to do a part two we got to do a part two so i said i conceded today's topic is the part two from yesterday's topic the phone lines were bananas two hours straight we had a national conversation about whether or not you should remain friends with your ex. And we had a lot of varied and diversified perspectives that were coming in from all over the country. Now, you guys know where I stand. And a lot of people, well, if you don't know where I stand, I'm going to tell you. Most people have these rules in place Because they're scared. Loyalty is based on fear. The fear of losing what you got. The fear of being played. The fear of being lonely. Uh, The fear of not being enough for somebody. Oh, you, you left for something better. You know, that stings somebody's heart. So loyalty and trust are all fear-based. And most fearful people build ideological constructs 
as a means of soft prison. What do you mean? I'm going to incarcerate my partner within ideas. Hey, I need somebody to be loyal. If you're going to be with me, you got to be 10 toes down. It's fear-based. So you're trying to get your partner to willingly sign up as your cellmate for life. That's why whenever I hear somebody lead with fear based on trust, listen, I got trust issues. Or I, I, I got to be able to trust you. You got to be able to trust me. Fear. It's all fear-based. So when I hear the way certain people talk, right, right, ownership in relationship too. We talked about the ownership construct that is built into our ideation of monogamy, right? You belong to me. So if you belong to me, uh, you can't be wandering. Right here, you talk. this is you talking to your husband or, your, or you talking to your wife. Right here, honey, is the gun line. If you run past the gun line, <laughs> hey, where, hey, where's that life clip? Can you play the life clip? <laughs> right here is the gun line. <laughs> Trust and loyalty mandates represent a metaphorical gun line for your for most relationships. Let me let me let me let me get deeper, right? Because yesterday's show, I didn't get a chance to go as far as I wanted to go, right? So, so look at this. There is such a thing as conscious relationships. A conscious relationship is a romantic relationship in, in which both partners feel committed to a sense of purpose. And that purpose is growth, individual growth. Shared growth as a couple, collective growth that makes them and the world better. Most people are not going into relationships with this type of intention. Most people choose a partner to be a security guard for wounds they have yet to heal. And I know people don't want to hear this. So, Man, if you friends with your ex, that's like being friends with the exorcist. <laughs> Say, you finna get with the girl that whose head beat? That's because they scared. They scared the exorcist. The ex is going to steal you away. Right? Why would a man or a woman stay friends with an ex? Well... Possibly because they're human. Possibly because the relationship ended well. Possibly because they organically grew apart. Possibly because they're two good people that still see the quality within each other. Hmm? Maybe they were just, maybe they recognized that they were better off as friends instead of being intimate partners. But you got scaredy cats out there. Call me right now. 1-800-920-1580. Is it best to cut all ties with an ex? Yes, if you're a user. Hmm. What, what, what do you mean? 
a scared user is what most of us are. Because if I sit you down and talk about your worst relationships, right? And I say, uh, did you learn anything? And you sit down and pull out this journal of everything you learned. Then I can come back and say, well, were they beneficial to you? Because for most people, and, and this is me barring violence, domestic violence. This is me barring uh, physical abuse and emotional abuse and all that kind of stuff. This is just tough relationships that didn't work, right? Because remember, relationship is a highly reflective classroom where the biofeedback you get from your partner is your personal curriculum. So typically, the toughest relationships we've ever been in tends to tend to teach us the most about ourselves. That in and of itself makes the relationship and the person valuable. You're a user if you can only take what you learned from that situation and still not have any empathy, respect, or appreciation from the person who actually extrapolated this knowledge, who you extrapolated, extrapolated this knowledge from. Is it okay to be friend with your ex while in a relationship? It depends on how grown up you are. If you're a spiritually immature person, you're probably still going to be harboring feelings for them. So I would say no for those people. When I come forward, the voice of reason is ready to cook tonight. Are you ready to talk about whether or not you should still be friends with your ex? I got a lot to talk about. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ladies and gentlemen, KRS-One, my playlist is my co-host. <laughs> All I really need is a friend, that's KRS-One, a friend. I love, that's one of KRS-One's greatest records. A lot of people don't even know who, 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 who have never heard that record. One of the dopest MCs of all time on my list, number two, behind Rakim. Uh, one of the most conceptual, uh, conscious MCs to ever pick up a microphone from the Melly Mel lineage of hip-hop DNA. So... From Melly Mel, you get the bombastic rapper such as KRS-One from that lineage. Uh, amazing MC. The record is called A Friend. You should check it out. KRS-One, which stands for Knowledge Reigns Supreme Over Nearly Everyone. KRS-One. Really, really appreciate that record. Now, phone lines are bananas. Tonight is a part two. You guys know... Uh, I rarely do, you know, part twos, right? I like to just move on to the next topic. I had a topic lined up, but it was so much uh, uh, energy around yesterday's show. I said I got to do it again. The Relationship Nexus, part two. A deeper look at whether you should remain friends with your ex. Oh, my God. Agree or disagree? In order to have a meaningful and platonic relationship with an ex, you must first have time apart in order to recalibrate slash recontextualize your feelings for each other. You need to process the breakup. 
And then once you emerge out of this cocoon of uh, self-healing and self-revealing, then you could go back and look at what a friendship with this person may look like. But if you transition right out of the breakup and into a friendship, there might be some unresolved relation uh, or unresolved emotions lingering. Agree or disagree? When a relationship comes to an end, one of the most difficult things that you may have to readjust to is that someone who was once a huge part of your life isn't there anymore. As a way of coping with this strange emptiness, you may feel, right, or you may begin to wonder if you can have your ex in your life platonically. Now that that you know down the rabbit hole because that that brings up the age old discussion can men and women actually be in a platonic relationship is it best to just be friends man right or or excuse me is being best friends with an ex a red flag so if you meet somebody new and they come into the relationship and say whoa, 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 whoa. My ex is one of my closest friends, one of my closest confidants, one of my best friends. Is that a red flag? And I'm going to tell you why for most people it's a red flag. It's not a red flag from a high conscious mind state. It's a red flag from a fearful, I don't want to lose you to uh, your ex. I, I'm telling you, most of this stuff is fear-based. Can we just, first off, can we just address the fear? People don't want to address the fear. You got rules because you scared to lose somebody. Can we just do that? Now, we'll get to the other part later, which is it ain't cool to have an ex as a friend and you're withholding, you're secretive, y'all got secret meetings and liaisons, i.e. Mimi out of Jacksonville. Mimi called in yesterday with a with a perfect example. And we love Mimi because she came and told the truth about tall, fine, red. Now, she was with somebody else and tall, fine, red. She was sneaking to talk to red. <laughs> so we can talk about that piece, too. Right. We could talk about, hey, it's 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 not an integrity-based move to have a whole clandestine side situation. We get it. But let's deal with the fear. The fear that helped make you write the ideas thinking you're going to be protected. 1-800-920-1580. Phone lines up and running. Fred Northridge, get in here. Hey, how's it going? So, okay, so I'm going to finish up. Uh, I had this situation one time where a woman told me that she never wanted to see her ex. You know, it was the last person in the world she ever wanted to see, right? So, uh, you know, I figured, like, I'll never have to worry about him ever again, right? Mm -hmm. Man, I come home one day from work. This clown sits on my couch. And look at her. He was sitting on your couch. (laughs) He was sitting on my couch. (laughs) 
And you have told me this is the last person in the world you will ever want to see. He done hurt you more than any person in the world. Mm. And here it is. I get with you. I trust you. I go out there and make a living, you know, to, to, to take care of my responsibilities, to live up to my responsibility as a man. And when I come home, get this clown sitting on the thing, right? So, wait a minute, Fred, because you, 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 you have some of the most amazing stories. Fred, why was he sitting on the couch? What was he there for? Was he selling okay. encyclopedias? <laughs> okay. Let's, fig- let's okay. go deep, man. Okay. My girl was a scientist. She was like the best. She would make preserves out of whatever, apples, cranberries, whatever. She could make some uh, 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 hot pepper. She can make the best jellies in the world. In fact, we were making five thousand dollars a month making this, right? So we was making these pear jams and stuff. Man, I'm climbing to the top of a tree, uh, so because that's where the finest pears is, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm almost trying to break my neck trying to make this money, right? This dude come over my house <laughs> with about mm, eight rotten pears. I was to put some curse words on it. Mm-hmm. Some some rotten fruit and talking about I heard you uh you know you was in the business and stuff because you know you know it was a small town so the word got around we was making this money right I even took a picture of me laying up in the money right naked you know anyway but uh you come with them I look at her I don't say nothing I just walk in the back room right mm-hmm. I start making my plans for my escape you know what I'm saying. You don't never let them. You don't never. You don't never raise no hell. You just say okay. So he, take he it. wait. He was there to do something nefarious. Like was was this like a I hook? Don't know. All he showed up with eight rotten pears of fruit. Okay, here it is. I done brought you fifty pieces of prime fruit fresh off the tree. Been doing this for days, right? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I was in the country, so you got to understand. It was like, you know. But anyway, I'm up here, you know, working like a slave, getting fruit, going to work, because we was making that money because we were supposed to go back to Germany, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I seen that clown, man. That just, that just told me, you know what? Mm-hmm. Because if you pull that here in America... And I can speak English if the authorities show up, because if I had jumped on that dude, you know, the cops would have showed up, right? And I might have been able to explain to him why I was so, you know, uh, uh, passionate, right? But if she pulled that stuff in Germany, I don't want to be able to talk to the German police. I don't even speak German. So, Fred, she she was hooking up. She had a little liaison, and you ran out on your $5,000 a month preserve business with her is that what you're telling me man all money ain't good money mate hey fred let me say this i appreciate you brother you are the most interesting man in the world his stories are amazing but violence don't mean you know you got to learn to walk away that's right fred i appreciate it hey listen if you want to bring your city in the building like fred just did he brought Northridge, california all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580 i got a lot to talk about the voice of reason shall continue he's on fire tonight it's the voice of reason with zoe williams exclusively on kbla talk 1580 
My playlist is my co-host, the voice of reason, in here with Bobby Womack. Sing it, Bobby. She better not start feeling the same way I feel. Live from KBLA. The most controversial relationship topics ever. Why would a man or a woman stay friends with an ex? I wish he didn't trust me so much. (laughs) The voice of reason is on fire tonight. The phone lines are totally packed out. Every line. Let's get the callers in here. We want to talk to folk this evening. Benny from Connecticut. Talk to us, Benny. What are your thoughts about tonight's topic? Ow, that's the cup, brother. How you doing, Joe? <laughs> Man, I'm turned up tonight. You see me. <laughs> I, I hear you. I see you. I see you. Yeah, but I think everything that we do, it, 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 either, it either falls under uh, love or fear. So I think staying with your ex. It, it, most of the time, it's uh, is out of fear, you know, fear of uh, thinking you can't do better or you're gonna lose them or you know insecurities or whatever. I'm I'm cu- currently kind of going through that right now, kind of holding on to my ex, don't know how to let go. What, why um, do you feel like you don't want to let go? I I need you to talk about you, like you tell well, me, me for I, you. I don't want nobody else. To, I don't want nobody else to have her. <laughs> mm. Mm. So you and, you uh, already forecasting you you jealous then a little bit huh? Yeah, I'm I'm jealous. You know, I mean to keep it keep it 100. Um, I was married for I was in a relationship for 30 plus years. I was married for 12 of them. Um, I've been divorced for seven. I've been with her for eight. I was with her for eight. <laughs> so you know, I've been with her since my divorce and. Mm. You know, so you didn't turn you didn't turn her into a Linus blanket. Yeah, <laughs> I know you ain't never looked at it like that. She's Linus. You sitting there with yeah, that yeah, blanket yeah. wrapped around your neck. You got to let it go, brother. You, ho- old, you know, what I'm saying we we both know it's Linus pretty much over, but I think we both hold on for whatever reasons. Well, know, let's but. go. Let's go deeper, Benny. Brother, are you holding on for a selfish reason? Namely, you. You holding on for you. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm holding on for me. And she holding on for herself, you know? No, no, no. We're not going to justify your holding on by using her holding <laughs> on. We just won't talk about yours. Yeah. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with myself. Yeah, I'm holding on for selfish reasons. So if that's the case, does holding on serve her? I think it. I think it does. I think you know. I, I can't. I can't really uh, speak for her totally. But I mean, if I'm, if I'm, I think yeah, she's holding on. She 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 reaped the benefits. You know, we reap benefits yeah. from each other. You know? Yeah. So if she's holding on for a selfish reason, and you're holding on for a selfish reason, would you guys consider yourselves relationship parasites, leeches? What a parasite! A parasite, it, it, it eats. You know, it, like a eats, leech, eats. a bloodsucker, something. Yeah, I know that's, what a, what, what a parasite is something that eats you from the inside out or something, right? Well, that's what a parasite yeah, is. probably. 
especially if you know the yeah. reasons for why you're holding on, right? Um, I I I think um, she she kind of like you know. No, no, you, not her. Let's not worry me? about her. Just well, okay. you. All right. Well, me, yeah, yeah. I, I hold on for those reasons because I I, I feel like um, I can kind of trust her. Um, you can kind of trust, trust her. her. Are you listening to yourself? <laughs> well, okay, shit. Let me, let me. Let, oh, excuse me. Let me keep it. Let me keep it one. I probably. I mean, if, if, I, if I'm now that you got me really thinking deeply, um, like you used to say, go deeper. <laughs> I'm gonna go deeper. I probably think I can't do better. Wow. That's what. And there you if go. I'm being honest with myself. There you go. If I'm being honest with myself. I don't think I could do better. Can we give my brother Benny a round of applause? We want to acknowledge <laughs> Benny for his transparency. Right here, Benny. We're going to love on you, brother. When you tell the truth, we're going to Ladies and gentlemen, this is Benny from Connecticut. My brother Benny told the truth this evening. Hold it a moco shot. Let's go. Let's go. Although... I know I could do better, I should say, but I'm not, you know, do you, until I do watch better. Watch this. Do you have a I, fear? I hold on to it. Do you have a fear of doing better? Yeah, of course. Eesh. Just like yeah. So what is that? Self-sabotage? You get close to success. You get close to reaching a higher level, and then you double back to your normal, which is cutting yourself down, chopping yourself yeah, down. That's, yeah, that's true. What, what? Why is it true for you? Go deeper. Sit in this uncomfortable moment, brother. Why is it true for you, Benny? Because I'm I'm the best definition of self-sabotaging. I I live my life like that, and um, it, it spills over into so many different realms of my life where I just, you know, my my younger days, you know, I was in the streets. I I gave it my all trying to destroy my life. Just. I don't want to get all into that, but so I I, I do have a tendency of um, self sabotaging. So uh, give me give me your top three justifications for staying where you are. <laughs> give me your top three <laughs> justifications for staying where you are. She fine. Boom. <laughs> Come on. Come on. This man talk right now. Come on. <laughs> She fine, you know the sex is good and fine sex. And she and she and she fine and she and she and she 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 a, she a financial place, soft place to land if if I need be. Ooh wee, ooh wee, boy, <laughs> boy, you better unfurl that blanket from around your neck, man. It could be yeah, an I anaconda. Know, it could choke you out. <laughs> <laughs> Because cause you got to remember, relationships operate as a mirror. She might be there for her own selfish reasons. And when whatever resource you provide to her is used up, she may uncurl herself from around you, brother. Indeed. Indeed. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm, 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 I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm even being selfish to myself. I'm being selfish to her and selfish to myself because I know that's I know. Um, that's more likely to happen in the long run, you know. All right. All right. It's gonna run its course. We just we just came from vacation with each other, and we just don't know how to cut. We, we I was about to say how I many just, times I did y'all argue on vacation? 
Um, Hold that thought. When we come forward, we're going to go back across the country to Connecticut to talk to Benny. It's getting deeper and deeper. The voice of reason has an extremely large amount to talk about. <laughs> Is it good to, you? good to you? More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. With the young miracle elf known as young Michael Jackson. Don't play yourself. So many of your friends that are exes have this in their mind. I want you back. They might not speak it, but it's in their mind. I want you back. Ooh, Lord. Let's get to our brother Benny from Connecticut because he was laying it flat. Benny? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the self-sabotage and the fear and you hold on. Let me ask you a question. If you broke up with this woman, do you think you would keep her around as a friend? I think so. I think so. I mean, we broke up now. We're still friends. But, like, when I... I, I think we, we, we see each other... Um, we see eye to eye on, like, finances. And I think she's a good partner to build with, you know, financially. So that's one of the things that... Um, but you asked me a question before so you, the break. You, you you, wait, you like her for her money? No, no, no. See, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm. She don't make more money than me, but I think she's, 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 she's a saver. She's, she's good with her money. So that's a plus with me because I, you know, I, I, it's hard for me. It's hard to find women that, that, that's um, good with money like she is. So she doesn't have you. more money than me. I got you. But I got you, you asked me a question like, how many times we argued on vacation? Yeah, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say we argued, but certain things she did point out that I did. You know, um, she um, she didn't she don't like the way I drink sometimes, or you know, I flirt with women. You know, certain things that she bring up from the past that she she seemed to can't let go. So when you so let me ask you a question: When you drink, what kind of drunk are you? A happy drunk or angry one? Oh, that's that's funny because she said I'm an angry drunk. Interesting. Your dark side what, what comes does, out when you get drunk. Yeah, I guess so. She's I'm a different person. I, you, I'm gonna tell you a story because we we went to our girlfriend's party, and um, her fiftieth, and uh, and I guess um, we were it was out of town, and I guess some of her, her college friends, whatever. This guy just came up and hands her uh, 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 um, some champagne. And didn't and now acknowledged me. He didn't say anything to me, and she took it. So I didn't, you know, I didn't spaz out at the party. I didn't turn it up. But when we got back to the hotel, I told her that she, that was inappropriate, inappropriate, and she just she can't seem to to understand that. You what, know I'm what like, was no, inappropriate? Should. I'm trying to understand. The guy that he, giving that he her... just came up and gave her a drink and didn't acknowledge me, and she didn't say, "Oh, this is my man." Or Oh, so you know, and, so and she, don't, she don't she don't think nothing's wrong with that. So wait, like, Benny, wait, Benny, wait, Benny. Let's let's make this a clear distinction of what you think is inappropriate, right? What you think is inappropriate in her behavior is that she didn't tell him, "Hey, bro, I'm with Benny. Don't just walk exactly. up to me, right?" Because I want to be clear. Because the way it was framed, the way you said it was like she was responsible for this guy walking up to her. 
I want no, 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 no. Got it. She was responsible for not saying, oh, you know, because she don't understand the, the rules of engagement with men. Because I felt like, you know, you know how that is. You, how you gonna? You see me with her, and you just gonna walk up and hand her. Her chief said, "Well, he's a college friend," but she, so I, I don't blame him. So she she knew him. She knew him. Okay, so let me stop. Let me stop you. And maybe you could check me, Benny. I'm not the in all be all with my perspective, but I believe that that is the sign of insecurity on your part. In my opinion. So if if you out with your lady and a guy walks up and and, and give and gives your uh, your lady a drink, you wouldn't have a problem with that. Not one single problem. You know why? Wow. Let me tell you why. why. Can I tell you why? Let me story why? time with Zoe Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Back in the day, I had this beautiful woman. She looked like Karen White. Oh, she was so fine. You remember those little stretchy dresses that the girls used to wear? And it was so form-fitting back in the, I think this was around the 90s. It was late late 80s, early to mid-90s. Real. Oh, she had a beautiful track body. Had one of them. I used to, I would take her to the club. Little beautiful Pisces girl. I would, I would take her to the club knowing she was beautiful as all get out. And I would, now I know the ladies are going to be mad at me, but I was young. I was like 20, 21 or something. I would push her out in front of me and I would sit back and watch the dudes. Uh, yeah, the maxi dress. That, ooh, boy, I would sit back and watch the dudes approach. And it was a game for me. They would approach me like, hey, what's that? And you, hey. And I would sneak up from behind her and put my arm around her and walk her away. It was a game. I was like, she's with me. <laughs> I, listen, it didn't bother me that she got attention. You know why? Because I was secure in the fact that I'm me. This is not an ego thing. This is, I'm me. At 20, I was like, I'm me. Everybody else in there, everybody else in here is them. But I'm me. And I knew I, I, I wasn't in any danger of losing her or her going somewhere. I wasn't afraid. And even if she did, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have bothered me. I, I was never the kind of person that would be afraid of something like that. And I think a lot of men are. I think a lot of men feel like their woman needs to represent. I'm with him. It's an ego boost. I understand. It's an ego boost both ways. For me, I wasn't afraid. But for the brother who is afraid, you better tell him who I am. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Either way, ego is involved. Am I right or wrong? De definitely, definitely ego. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, say I was fearful. It's it just. It's just. I guess it's where I'm from. It's how I. You know how I am. I'm, I'm an ego maniac when it comes to. I'm from kind of from the streets, and no, I just I felt it. like I felt like he was being disrespectful, and I, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't worried about. You know, 
what well, let's taking or anything well, like go, that. It's just that. Let's go deeper into that thought. How was he being disrespectful if you wanted her to tell him who you were? Wouldn't that imply he didn't know who you were? Well, he saw me with her, and so, so I, I, you know what? I can't say what 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 his intentions were, but I, I, you know, just think, you know, I. But I'm assuming that he didn't know I was I was with her, and he didn't because I think if I walk up to you and your lady, and I want to give your lady a drink, I'll say, "Pardon me, bro, how you doing? I'm I'm Benny. I mean, nice to meet you. Um, I'm a friend of hers. You mind if I give her a drink? I mean, come on. That's, and that's and how, I will. That's how I was with and Benny, I agree with you. That's the right way that, yeah. to do it. Okay, but so, but so if the did, other so but if the other that. way was done, I still wouldn't be bothered by. That's just oh, me personally. If I, I, if I was in my own elements, I probably would have checked them. But you know, I was at, I was out of town at her friends' thing. You know, they they different type people. So you know, I, I just let it go. But I just felt like she should have said something. But you know, we we've been we we've been over that a few times, and she we don't we just can't we we agreed to dis, disagree on that. But it's all it's good, good that, brother. You know, <laughs> it's hey, all good. but yeah, well, yeah. the the point that I'm trying to drive home here is, man, we gotta elevate our true confidence. We have to elevate our true confidence, brother. It can't be pseudo-confidence, right? Where we're, we're fearful underneath, but we're, we're peacocks outward. We have to be a peacock inwardly, brother. Benny from okay, Connecticut, deep. I appreciate you, brother, man. Thank you for calling uh, in. Thank you for sharing the insight. We still got a whole bunch of callers from all over the state. Right, I'm going to hit right, y'all. Thanks, thanks for listening. No doubt, man. When... We come forward. The voice of reason will continue this most passionate. It is it's such a passionate conversation. When we come forward, we got Oakland, Dallas, South Central. Everybody's getting in. It's going to be on fire. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. This is my co-host. We turned up tonight. We had to do a part two from yesterday because people are all over the country talking about this, man. This is crazy, man. Why would a man or a woman stay friends with an ex? Look at how we treat people. We discard people. Once we didn't get what we want from the relationship, once the relationship didn't live up to our expectations, once the person revealed their true selves to us, once we revealed our true selves to the person, we don't want each other no more. So you know what we do? We throw each other away. This is why it makes perfect sense for most people to say, never speak to your ex again. Do you know how broken and small and tiny we are? Spiritually evolved people are not tripping like that. Hmm? Hmm? Somebody, I mean, maybe you disagree. Right? Maybe you disagree. But some of the most difficult relationships you've ever been in tend to be the most fruitful in terms of what you've learned about yourself. When was the last time you prayed for good health for your ex? Because of where you are today, 
because of that experience. Even if you guys are not talking, even if you guys are not friends, when was the last time you prayed for their elevation? I know a lot of people don't do it. It makes sense to cut people out of our lives. We see people as tumors when the relationship doesn't work. So what do we do? We perform relationship chemotherapy called expulsion. But when you go back and you really start to look at what they brought to the table, what happens? You start to see, wow, this person inadvertently showed me this. This person inadvertently showed me this. This is what I learned about myself when dealing with this person. Wow, do you know this person has delivered, whoever the person may be, this person has delivered maybe the top three lessons I've ever really understood about myself. This person is central to the cultivation of knowledge of self within me. We live in an isolated, insulated, fear-based world. So it makes sense to throw away the tumor that didn't deliver what we expected them to deliver, which makes them a tumor. Why wouldn't why would a man or a woman stay friends with an ex? Because they're spiritually evolved. Because they're a human being. I look at so many people nowadays, they are the most frightened people I've ever seen. They're scared of everything, scared of loss, scared of losing money, scared of losing friends, scared of losing attention, scared of losing momentum in a mediocre life. See, what's, what's interesting is your life is for spiritual development. But the way society has constructed this world, you go out and use all of your energy to accumulate things and be at a plateau, right? Where I feel safe, I feel comfortable. And now all of your energy goes into maintaining the platform you've etched out for yourself, right? I got to maintain it. I got to keep it. It's one thing to get it. It's nothing to keep it. So the way we, 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 you know, Focus on keeping what we've got. You, you remember how Big Mama said, don't sit on that couch. Don't you sit on that couch. You mean the one with the plastic? That's why plastic is on. Don't you sit on We We value the thing. And the experiences become monotonous and robotic. Can you imagine having an ex who, listen to what I'm about to say, who, who has a friendship with you that's richer, that's more fulfilling than the friendship you have with your significant, your current significant other. Hmm? Hmm? 1-800-920-1580. Phone lines are wide open. I'm about to talk to some folks. Sean! No, no, no. True monger. Got to get true monger. He's on the longest. True monger. Dallas, Texas. Get in here. Yes, sir. Man. Man. It was funny that this topic came up. Um, I think people can be, friend, be friends with an ex if they're, like you were saying earlier, if they're spiritually mature, mm -hmm. they're genuine people to each other. 
if they were like if they were friends before the relationship, and for whatever reason the relationship doesn't work out, and you're still good people, mm. you get you get some time apart or whatever. You go live your lives. You know they do what they do. You do what they do, but there's still a connection there, mm-hmm. and you respect respect each other's boundaries. Mm-hmm. You don't let each other cross the line, especially if you know they're dating somewhere else, someone else, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. If you truly have respect for one another, you don't cross those lines. Now, if you're single, all all bets are off. You do what you want after that. Wait a minute. But, Hold on. <laughs> Listen, brother. You know how we do. We have a conversation now. Right. Let me ask you, what if your boundary is a wall instead of a gate? <clears throat> hmm? See, well, you know most people build walls. Mm-hmm. A gate means it can open, it can allow new information in, it can allow new experiences in. In other words, the gate model signifies mm-hmm. scalability, flexibility. Mm-hmm. It's a gate. It can Things can come in and go out. When you have a wall, mm-hmm. you've constructed a prison. Huh? It's if, if it has a closing on it. If it's just a wall, there's a way to get over it if you need to. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So now we got to scale it. <laughs> yeah, you climb it. If you need a ladder, you can get a ladder. I love um, it. It all depends on the intention or the motives of the person mm-hmm. or the people involved. Like mm-hmm. I said, if you had a genuine connection and for some reason the relationship didn't work out, so time go by and y'all still cool, mm-hmm. I don't see an issue with that. Unless one of you try to cross a line when you know somebody's involved with somebody. But go deeper. Why would somebody try to cross the line? Because their emotions might get caught up. Um, They may feel that urge. Some people are slaves to their sexual urges. And some people people are blindsided by them. Right. Right? So I never, yeah, I had to learn that early. But either way, if you're a slave or you're blindsided by them, if you're blindsided, it means you have pushed it down. You're not paying attention. If you're a slave, mm-hmm. that's something else that requires self-work to free yourself from. Right. Mm-hmm. So either right. way, self-work is involved. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. Because I've experienced this. Because there's been a few exes that I've been remained cordial with and cool with over the years. Mm-hmm. The last one I was engaged to, we're still friends to this day. We had our ups and downs. We had our periods where we went without speaking or we get into it or whatnot. But when push comes to shove, we know what kind of people we are. Wow. Regardless of if we're together or we've seen other people or whatever. Wow. That's heavy. She knows you know how, how I am. She knows how I, uh, how I see. I know how she is. Mm. If she's dating somebody, I'll put my own boundaries up. Cause you know I'm not I'm not gonna be a responsible party in wrecking somebody's relationship. Right, right, right. And I expect the same in return. Right, right. And that's, that's but how I am. but that, but that that that's the framework for this discussion. We're not saying mm-hmm. do something that is immoral or disingenuous. We're saying mm-hmm. most people are afraid. Remember, what you mm-hmm. fear, you manifest, because fear yeah. is. Fear is in relation to something. Mm-hmm. 
And whatever the thinker mm-hmm. thinks, the prover will prove. So oftentimes what you fear, you pull into reality because you're you're ruminating on that thought. And then you, you don't most people don't ask, why am I ruminating on this thought? Mm-hmm. Do you see? And some people, like you're saying, some people are just scared. Um, so they got to feel like they got to take possession of people. Man, and at the end of the day, we don't own nobody. What you we fear, from what you yeah. fear, you commandeer. Somebody mm-hmm. meme that for me. What you fear, you commandeer. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring what you fear into existence. Because mm-hmm. fear, listen, having fear in your spirit is like having a cheater within you. Mm-hmm. Why? Because fear is going to make you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Fear will make you right. bend the knee. Fear will make you change your mind. Fear will make you change your plan. Fear will make you sit down when you should stand up. Fear will make you quit when you should keep going. Do you understand? What you fear, yeah. you will commandeer. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And at the end of the day, you can still be cool if, if y'all just gradually fade away from each other. It is what it is. If for some reason your crap your paths cross again, it becomes more than a friendship, then it is what it is. But if not, you should be cool either way. Wish that person the best, regardless whether they whether they reciprocate or not, is on them. But you don't have to have no ill will towards them. If it unless it ended badly, unless it ended badly, I can understand why you would. But if it didn't end badly and some time went by and you get out of your feelings and you realize what really happened and you learn your lessons from it, man, let them folks live their life. Man, True Monger, let me say this, brother, man. I always appreciate you calling in, man. I know it took me a minute to get to you, but it was worth every mm-hmm. moment, brother. You dropped some jewels. We appreciate the insight, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. All right, JW, South Central Los Angeles, get in here. Hey, how you doing? Man, I'm in here trying to start a fight with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, if anything, you keep the knowledge. But anyway, just to continue from uh, last night, um, like the point I raised with my high school sweetheart, I was the second person she ever had. And we were together for over five years. But the point is, when I had first met her, she couldn't understand how uh, I befriended her first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, it's a matter of being secure or insecure or as well as being emotionally mature. And that's the main point right there in terms of her. So she was emotionally immature and she was insecure. And so I understood that, but she couldn't comprehend that because I was com- comfortable with myself, and she couldn't comprehend that. Now, fast forwarding in, in our relationship, after about four years passed, we, you know, we had little issues, you know, arguing here and there, uh, et cetera. Make a long story short, I come back over. I meet her new friends, one of her girlfriends, and she's married. Her girlfriend's married. So I found out that they played strip 
poker. Now, mind you, we had already been in a relationship over four years, and we had an issue. So I know our relationship was coming to an end because I was losing the trust. And um, make a long story short, we were like, what's that term they use where you like swingers or you swap? So I'm with her girlfriend, and she's with her girlfriend's husband. And we did that for a while, and then I just broke the relationship off. Okay, now fast forwarding to my wife. Years later, once I got up in age and more mature, like I said yesterday, I'm on the road driving 18 wheelers, and I get home kind of late and miss the dinner plan that we had already organized and planned. And one of my lady friends that my wife knew, I've been knowing her since I was in high school, and her and I were real close. We were intimate, but we never had a chance to, you know, consummate that. In other words, have sex. But it came to that point, but it never uh, took place. Mm-hmm. But the point is, we were real good, close friends, and she had got married, et cetera. So my wife knew the whole circumstances. And my wife was insecure because I was the outgoing person, the people person, I'm Aquarius, and I'm not arrogant or have an ego, but people are saying I'm good. JW, I need you to get to your point, brother. I need you to okay. get to your point quickly because okay. we got a whole well, line of people. You telling me you're uh, Aquarius uh, and everything. Thank you, Aquarius. Okay. You got to give okay. me the point. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, just to my point was being insecure, emotionally immature, and having the right motives because with the woman I live with, we were good friends. We would call each other even though we had been broken up for years. And then my ex-wife, every time I would bring her name up or have a dream about it, she would show up at my door or or, or, or make a phone call. So my whole point is I, was, I, I remained friends with everybody that I had broken up with, but I didn't want to uh, be good friends with my ex-wife because I didn't have no trust issues with her. Well, brother, well, brother, let me just say, man, I appreciate you giving us a story time with J.W. from South Central. J.W. can always call in and share your stories, brother. I see you've dealt with this firsthand. You've dealt with the question of should you be friends with your ex-wife or no? And I appreciate you sharing that insight with us today, sir. All right. Have a good night. All right, J.W., listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. I got Sean from Oakland, California, Tiffany from Atlanta, Georgia, and Derek from Rochester, New York. We still got three lines open. If you want to call me right now and share your thoughts, the number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. I've got a lot to talk about. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Our weekly Los Angeles is the largest audited black newspaper in the state of California with a distribution of over 50,000 copies weekly. 
When you want some more, more, it's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Some of y'all being friends with that man because you still want to hold on to a piece of him. You ain't trying to really heal for real. Sometimes heal means no contact. Sometimes heal mean we can't hang out. Sometimes heal mean I got to change my number. That don't mean that I hate you. It just means I have boundaries. Why do y'all think that it has to be one extreme or the other? That either you must hate that person or you gotta be his friend. I cannot hate you and still not fuck with you. The only reason we need to keep in contact is if we got children. And the reason is I don't wanna hinder my blessing. How can I be asking God to send me the right person for me when I'm continuing to hold on to the wrong one? Don't you understand you are holding on to the wrong man when you claim that your friend still? Like, be, be honest. He used to eat Yo ass, it's impossible for this man to just be your friend and you be able to move on to somebody that is a blessing for you. That is not your friend, it's your ex. That that clip scared me. Welcome back to the Voice of Reason, KBLA Talk 15. First off, he's scared. When you mention the sexual liaison that they had, you scared and you're competitive and you're jealous and you're envious and you don't want to have another man to have something up on you. Right. Can we be honest? Andy, is, was that fear? I heard fear. <laughs> I smell. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. There was a little bit of fear there. Um, You know, I'm, I'm over here working behind the scenes and stuff, so I might have missed this. So, you know, what I'm saying please forgive me. But, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know, like. Let's say the relationship was was a friendship first. Mm-hmm. We were friends. Great friend. Best friends. How about that? Never crossed the line, but just friends. Right. For a couple years, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then we decided to take that leap into becoming um, a couple. Right. right? We right. thugged it out. You know what I'm saying? We did our thug this, and we found out that, you know what? It didn't work out. Right. But we, we still, still friends. remain friends. Right. Is that a problem? For a lot of people. Listen, Andy, for a lot of people, that's a problem. Now watch this, and I'm going to tell you why. Right here. You guys hear me use this map of consciousness from Dr. David R. Hawkins all the time. He created a consciousness grid using kinesiology and using specific types of words. And the words that he uses either makes you go strong or weak. At the lowest end of the consciousness grid, you have shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear. Now, if you got unhealed wounds and you call yourself creating boundaries, shame, guilt, apathy, grief, and fear will be built into not a gate, but a wall. A boundary that is inflexible, a boundary that has hurt, fear, grief, apathy, guilt, and shame as its mortar. That's what's holding this thing together. Listen, the word he used, fear. This is these are the terms he uses for these levels of consciousness. Now, the conscious levels start at the lowest level, which is shame. 20 vibrates at 20. (laughs) that's the number the highest up at the top of this consciousness grid is enlightenment that's 1000 so if your boundaries 
are co-authored and constructed by fear, grief, apathy, guilt, and shame, you have built into it spiritual obsolescence. What is obsolescence? The root word of it is obsolete. When we date each other, when we don't get what we want, we see the people as obsolete. To the left, to the left, to the left. Get out of here. Your stuff is in a box to the left. There is a natural fear that I don't want to be discarded. There is a natural fear that uh, I don't want to get played. Listen to what I'm saying. So when we talk about people, you you can't be friends with your ex. If everything is above ground and respectful, why not? If everything is transparent and I've brought them into your life, why not? Because you either have grief, fear, apathy, guilt, shame, unhealed trauma, and you're using quote unquote boundaries as really a wall and not a gate. When I come forward, the phone lines are fully packed. We're going to everybody. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. My playlist is my co-host. Now, if you were ex and you got this plan in your mind while you over there taking the trash out and straightening up pictures and painting stuff, you wrong. This song is in your mind like... Nah, it ain't over till it's over. That's wrong. Move on. Move on. Okay, listen. I got a, I got a crap ton of calls. So this is what we're going to do. Callers, I'm coming to you in rapid succession. I need you to keep your responses short. I know this has been uh, a nuanced uh, discussion and you may have multiple points. I need you to truncate those points, right? To one. All right, I'm coming to you guys right now. Bo, call back, Bo. Stop driving around while you waiting. Sean from Oakland, California, get in here. Hey, brother. So, first off, you know, um, being married as long as I have, uh, at the very beginning of our relationship, uh, we were in our 18, 20, 18, 19, 20. And uh, is that, you know, everybody wanted to be with my lady, and a lot of women wanted to be with me. So the point of the matter is here, people, is that uh, my ex, and I only had really one ex that I was kind of serious with, um, you know, I told my better half nowadays, my amazing love of my life for uh, 35 plus years, is that, hey, this lady right here, you know, we're going to be talking. And she said, you know what? I got my guy, too, that I talk to all the time, too. That we were, you know, together like that, but we weren't going to spend the rest of our lives together. And I'm like, cool. Cool. You know, because I'm cool, I'm confident, my better half's confident, and so let's just not 
even go down that road of Orange Juice Jones, like <laughs> I saw you and, and him <laughs> walking in the rain. Right. You stone cold busted. <laughs> you know, don't go down that road, you know? Right. Anyway, that, that's what I wanted to say. And I want to take up anybody else's time, but yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Hey, brother, I appreciate you, man. Always love from Oakland, California. Sean is always in the building. Derek from Rochester, New York. Get in here. Get in here. Let's go. Hey, Zo, first time calling, long time listener. Thank you, brother. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate you, brother. You 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 brought Rochester, New York in the building. Let's talk. Man, you got a big fan base out here, but... The question I want to ask you, because I, I do want to ask you this question. I am in a situation. I have a fiancé that has a male best friend. Me, I'm emotionally detached from it because I'm actually cool with the guy. So I don't feel any kind of way. I actually got love for the brother. And it's really pretty much happiness in my life. But my question is, is it a double standard for men to have it more than a woman? Well, I, thank you. listen, let me just say this, Derek. Uh-huh. You're going to see how she really feels if you show up with a best friend that's a woman. Okay. You, you understand what I'm saying? And I'm not saying tit for tat her. I'm just saying what's good for the goose is go- also good for the gander, right? Can I add a? Hold on, hold on. Can I, can I add on? Sure. See, but I have baby mothers. Is she cool that with them? I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, that's not happening. But I'm wait. But she know we have a cordial relationship. Wait, hold on. She not cool with your baby mom. Well, let me say this. Wait, she you will s- be wait. You team. said baby mothers. Yes, I have two. Okay, that's asking a lot because a woman might be cool that's, with one, but then this is what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> but <laughs> but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is that she will be cool with them. Like she'll be cordial because it's really about the kids. So it's like she will I'm, be. How you know she will be cool? Yeah. You just said she because ain't cool. She, hold on, hold on. What I mean by she ain't cool is like if it goes, I can't go over to my baby in the house at nine o'clock at night to pick up a kid. She like, what the fuck are you doing? That's not cool. Wait, did you just curse? Did that happen? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what in the world? That, uh, no cursing on the air, man. <laughs> my bad. Okay, listen. When I see contradictories in relationships, Uh I know that relationship is going to struggle unless those contradictions are reconciled. When I see contradictions in relationships, the way you guys think, double standards, I know that relationship is going to struggle unless those things are reconciled. So she got a homeboy. That's her friend. Right? Yes. Did she even ask you if you were cool with her friendship with him? Of course. Okay. And you were like, yeah. But she gets to not be cool. Listen now. Because one, listen now, brother. Because one of the main arguments for being cool with your ex is if you have children together or a business or, or something like that, right? So you okay. got you got kids and she's still not cool. And then you're gonna turn around and tell me she will she will be instead of dealing with the obvious contradiction. Yes. 
So, yes. so how are you going to deal with the contradiction? Well, me personally dealing with the contradiction is I deal with it more of um, you are who you are. You show me what you show me. If you show me something different, then I move accordingly. Hold on. You about to marry her? Yes. Okay. <sighs> David Dieta wrote a book called The Way of the Superior Man. In the book, he says most loving women are uh, are the women who will test you. The most loving women are the women who will test you the most. She wants you to be your fullest, your most magnificent self. She won't settle for anything less. She knows it is true for you, true of you. She knows in your deepest heart you are free. You are Shiva. Anything less than that, she will torment and as you know, she's quite good at it. Listen. Listen. The weaker you are in her presence, the more you invite her to torment your... I don't want... How do I say this? I don't, I don't want to say it the way I... Listen, if we were off air, I would be like, boy, listen! I would go off. <laughs> But she's going to push you. I, I believe you need to stand up for something. I, I believe you need to have, you need to stand up in a respectful way and have a conversation. We don't get to exist in contradictions, sweetheart. If we're going to make the, if we're going to make the, the, the leap up to marriage, we cannot exist in contradictions. Okay. You don't get to uh, you have me cool with your friend, right? Who. You don't have kids with or anything like that, but this is a male and this is your friend. Is he an ex? What is he? I, I, to me, he, to me, yes, technically he is an ex. Okay. Now, I don't want to hear he, no technical. Was he nah, with the he girl? Was, right. He was with the girl. Okay. Listen, buttercream and your dream mm -hmm. woman don't go together. <laughs> See, you can't be buttercream around your dream woman because she'll wander on you. There must be a sense of you must be rooted in the truth of who you are. Now, at the very core of yourself, are you cool with her having a dude, her ex, as a friend, when she ain't even cool with your baby mama? Yeah. Nah, man. I know in your spirit. Come on. In your so, spirit. Man, I go for the to, sake I go of your kids, well. bruh, you can't marry a woman that ain't going to be cool with your baby mama dealing with the kids. I I agree. Hold on, I agree with you with that. Yes, I do. But as far as her relationship with her friend, I that's what it is. Okay. Let her off the hook. She's going to see that hook as something she can revisit time and time again. Setting a precedent, young man. David Dieta, The Way of the Superior Man. Your woman knows your weaknesses better than anyone. She knows where you will falter and give up. She knows the degree of mediocrity you will settle for. And she knows your true capacity as a full man, a man free of a, a man of free consciousness and love. Her gift 
if she's a good woman, is to test you with her dark moods over and over and over until your consciousness is unperturbed by the feminine challenge and you are able to pervade her with your love just as you are here to pervade the world. In response to your fearless consciousness, you will drench your world in love and light. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. You don't listen. We don't get to live in contradiction, honey. We don't get to live there. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. You got friends, I got friends. Or let me just say this. Let me say it another way. You got a friend that was your ex. I got a responsibility. And if you're going to be my wife, you co-responsible. How about that? You don't get to not be cool. Make sense? Makes perfect sense. I'm going to tell you right now. Call Dr. Jashana Johnson. Y'all need to set up a couples therapy. Uh, Y'all got to do the couples counseling before y'all even get married. I'm telling you right now, incongruence represents challenge. And that challenge got to get worked out. Don't you jump that broom with that incongruence in y'all spirit. Or I'm telling you, you're building in obsolescence. The relationship is going to erode. Does that make sense? It makes sense. We got to. I, I have to be a man and stand on something. So I definitely hear what you're saying. Yes. Don't you can't be buttercream with your dream woman. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, it, it make it makes perfect sense. I absolutely. I I agree with everything you're saying. All right, brother. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much for reaching out, Derek. Rochester, New York is in the building because of you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Heru Ali, you got to get in here. You got to get in here, man. What just happened? Okay, Heru, we're going to come forward and then we're going to return. Man, the voice of reason is on fire tonight. I don't know about you, but I'm hot up in here. Is it good to you? you? More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. You want some more? More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk Gemini's rule, hip hop. Hey, 
The greatest rappers of all time are all Gemini. Don't get it twisted. The sign of communication. Biggie, Ice Cube, the DOC. Uh, it just goes on and on. CeeLo Green, Andre 3000, Big L. Uh, who's my guy? Who the young guy? All the young guy. Kendrick. It's, it's Kanye. Uh, it's all of us. The Geminis. We, we Tupac. Oh, goodness. Jeez. Uh, Gemini. Lauren Hill. Jeez. Just Gemini. Gemini. We run hip hop. I'm sorry. I, I digress. That was just a powerful song. One more chance. Uh, you know, the ex begging. Okay, cool. Heru Ali, Battle Creek, Michigan. Get in here, brother. <laughs> Peace and love to the family of nations. I honor so, honor uh, Andy, honor staff, honor to the God, uh, Tavis Smiley. Listen, uh, last night, it is what it is. Here's what I've come to know. It's my experience that most women don't understand the necessity of hierarchy in relationships. Why would you get with a man? who is not a leader, who has no leadership qualities, who is a man who cannot M-A-N, manifest answers now, Zoe Williams. <laughs> Zoe what show? Yeah. Why would you get with him? Why would you do that? Listen, here's what, what I know in my personal life. Don't use me as your personal 911. The only time that you call me when you have an emergency, whether it's a snake in the basement, whether it's police at your house, whether it's this or that, don't do that. Don't do that. It's 2023. That stuff is cut off. <laughs> it's cut off. I wish I had more time. I'm going to be respectful because I know we got like a minute and a half. It's so much that we can go into, but... I bow, I bow out gracefully. Maybe we can continue a similar topic, but peace and love to the family and nations. Please stay safe. Pray for those in the South and the East that's going through the storms. Honest, I'm out. We love my brother, Heru Ali. I love him when he calls in because he's so militant and direct. And he, you think he's off topic, but he really isn't, except for last night. But he he really gives you like this wide-ranging contextual thought, man. And, and I love when the brother calls in. But back to this whole topic. Can we really have a conversation about fear in our relationships that's really the angle that i was coming at tonight and in yesterday fear dominates everything fear contaminates everything and and i don't think a lot of people understand that right fear is just it's just permeating throughout our relationships and i think it's only important that we use relationships to see ourselves and what it is we need to work on. Other than that, otherwise, we're going to try to control our partners. You know, a fearful man who knows he is fearful is far more trustful, uh, trustable than a fearful man who isn't aware of his fear. 
David did the way of the superior man. When we come forward, the voice of reason, we'll see y'all tomorrow night. She said, watch me uh-huh. up. Once the grin, I'm in game begin. Uh, first I talk about how I dress is this and I'm- KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Oh, 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 o